This is a free download from the BBC. For more information, go to bbc.co.uk slash podcasts. Hello, dear listener. This is Ian Lee. Thank you for downloading my podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. On the podcast, you can hear if we ban Dennis from Dunstable, if we manage to get hold of Joe Brown, and if Dave in Luton is bald. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Joe Brown, the ukulele album, album, deluxe edition. Wonderful. Wonderful. Now, when I brought this in, genuinely excited, my... My huffing and puffing, my heaving and hoving producer, Catherine Boyle... You gave me a really filthy look. Ugh. And you thought I was being all ironic and sarcastic when I said, oh, I'm looking forward to, to playing this. I like a ukulele as much as anyone. But really? Come I on. thought you'd be into it as well. Oh, what hits has he got there? OK. Uh, Mr Blue Sky by ELO. Oh, Delia, that's a surprise. Hello, mate. Yes, hello. Now, listen, hello. You've did this. have a look at this. Joe Brown, the mm. ukulele album. Legend. Catherine Boyle was disgusted when I put this. <laughs> Mr Blue Sky. I was appalled. Yeah. ELO. I'm not in love, 10cc. Hmm? Um, Pinball Wizard by The Who. On a ukulele? Yeah. Uh, the Ace of Spades by Motorhead. <laughs> Should we have a little listen to The Ace of Spades yeah, by Motorhead? You're a big fan of uh, Joe Brown, aren't you, Joe? I think it's fantastic. Has it, he listen, been on your show on a Saturday? He has. He's been on, actually, you know, Joe Brown has been on my show more times than anybody else. Really? Yes, because he is a legend. 52 years in the business. Yeah, you can't not He's obviously that, got a lot of work on. You can't. Uh, let's have a listen to this. This is, this is uh, Ace of Spades. Wrong failure. <laughs> Here we go. Listening to this, this is the next soundtrack sorted. <laughs> well, let's, all right, let's just try a little bit of Pinball Wizard by The Who. It's a rock classic. Let's see what that's oh. like. It's very similar. <laughs> oh, no, hang on, that's the wrong one. No, that's Hula Girl. <laughs> <laughs> this one, here we go. Oh, look. This is the one, by the way, it's concerts. They go the wildest to. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can they go wild at a Joe Brown concert? Well, they do, of course you can. Here we go, listen to this. This is fantastic. Oh. Wait, wait for the bit. Ding a ding a ding. <laughs> Here we go. Ready? Take it away, Joe. Oh, beautiful. Actually. Oh, I think I might be on the turn. Here we go. Since I was a young boy, I played the silver ball. From Soho down to Brighton, I must have played them all. But I ain't seen right, this is fantastic, OK? This is fantastic. I actually, I quite like that. We're going to play a song from this tomorrow, I've decided. Tomorrow, the first hour... Just one? Can we not play the whole thing? Go, go on. <laughs> no, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. You play a song tomorrow morning, yeah. I will take the CD out into the streets of Bedsarts. Beautiful. And get people's feedback, and I'll fix it so they all say it's great. Lovely. Can we... Yeah, we can all have to do that. We've done it before. Can we get Joe Brown on the show tomorrow? I'm sure Justin can, you mate, yeah, aren't you? Funny, yeah, I got a call last week about Joe Brown. So, yeah, well, yeah we can get him on the show. Get yeah. him on the show yeah, and then yeah. you, can, you can have him for your Saturday Listen, show as well. He's a, he's a legend. You can't knock the you man. You can't knock Wherever him. Wherever he goes, he sells out. He does about 100 shows a yep. year. Yep. Amazing. 
Justin Dealey, thank you very much. I'll take that, and you can. Uh, we'll give that to you later on. Okay, can Catherine. you uh, burn me a copy of that? <laughs> you see, listen to this. I'm not going to spoil you now, dear listener. We will play some of that tomorrow, and we'll see if we can get Joe Brown on the show. I know what you're thinking. Is Dave in Luton bald? Well, I found out by using a very special technique. Good morning, Ian. Dave, are you a baldy? Well, look, I, I'm losing hair on the crown and uh, at the front. So, yes. I'm, I've still got plenty of hair. Well, well, how much have you lost? Well, I haven't lost a lot. But you've lost, you you've could, lost you could, enough. You can, see, you can see it at the front and you can see it at the back. So if, I, if, if, I were driving, if, if I were driving down a road on yeah. a sunny day and you were on the pavement and yeah. the sun hit your head, would yeah. your hair be able to absorb the sun or would your bald spot blind me? They're blind, yeah. So you're, you're bald? Well... You're bald? Well, no, I've still got hair. Well, no, it's, no. Baldness is where you lose all your hair. No, it isn't. You're no, bald. Dave, no, it isn't. Of course it isn't. Baldness is where you lose bits of your hair at the very least. Well, I'm not bald. Go on, then. OK, but I, what, what's the matter with baldness? So you are bald. <laughs> well, the fact, the fact, David, that you've taken so long to put your hands up and say, my name's David Luton, I'm a baldy. You're ashamed of yourself. No, I'm not ashamed of myself. You're ashamed of your heritage, your bald heritage. No, no I'm not. I'm not ashamed of my of my age. Uh, that is, heritage, I'm not ashamed yes. of it. Uh, uh, okay, so Dave, what I want you to do is I want you to um, raise one hand, raise your right hand, and we'd say, yeah. "My name is David Luton, and I'm a baldy bonce." Oh, no, I'm not, because I've got hair. People say you're losing me. your hair. Well, you're not bald then, are you? No, you don't have to have no hair to be bald. You can have l- lost your bits of your hair to be bald. No, so no, you're ashamed to admit what you are, no, no. Dave. No, I'm not ashamed to admit I'm bald. Oh, it's my age. No, I'm not one of these that's gone out and shaved all my hair off to look hard. I, I very much doubt you could look hard under any circumstances. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, really? Really? We'll have to meet one day, you know. I'll have to come up that on... Three counties radio. Well, if it takes you that long to remember what it's called, I'm, I'm, it'll probably take quite a while for you to find the building. So, David. Yes. Could, g- give me a favour. Slap your forehead. Baldy! You can hear no. it! I can no, hear it! That's, that's like you slapping a, a, someone's bum! Hold on. Hold on. I'm slapping my hair now. Yeah, I can't hear that, but you slapped your no. head and it was bald. Because no, because I'm slapping my hair. Yeah, now but slap sla- the bald bit of your hair. I'm getting angry now. Hang on a second, oh. Dave. Yes. Are you the Dave that I banned the other day? Oh, here we go. Yeah, you're the one that left me and Dennis and that other gentleman talking to ourselves right, yesterday. Right. Okay, can you please? You are banned for the rest of the month. Can you please? <laughs> can you please stop phoning the show and hassling my staff, David? Otherwise, I'll have to get the authorities involved. Okay. Oh, what authorities, though? You don't want to know. <laughs> Justin Dealey has his own views on baldness. He's entitled to his own opinion, even if he's completely wrong. We're talking baldness. There is a, 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 lots of the papers. It's a cracking story, this, Justin. Let's it's not see. a cracking story. Sorry? It's not, because there will never, ever be a cure for baldness. Well, there, there is a cure for baldness. No, there's not a cure for baldness. I'm trying to find a copy of The Times. It's in The Times. It's a pioneering technique that generates there new is. hair follicles that could help to banish baldness. That's according to research. For the first time, scientists have shown that it is possible to renew 
new follicles capable of sprouting right. human hair. Okay. Now, this research is in the early state, okay. yeah. and clinical mm. trials mm. could mm. could mm. begin mm. in the near future. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Hang on a second. Wayne Rooney's bald, isn't he? Oh no, he's not. There's a picture in the newspaper with a quiff. Oh, Elton John's bald. Oh no, he's not. He's got a massive big head of hair now. They cured it, Justin. Elton it's over. John is wearing a wig. No, he's not. He is wearing a he's wig. He's not wearing a he wig. He is wearing he a is wig. He's not wearing a wig. And Wayne Rooney's had cosmetic treatment that he's paid thousands of pounds for. That's Elton, not a cure for baldness. Right, listen, Elton John is not wearing a wig. That is his hair. He has he has grown hair. Oh come on. He has grown hair. He's had, um, what do they call it? Um, oh, uh, plugs. Plugs. I nearly said something. Good, but I, nearly, I nearly did. I stopped. He's had those plugs put in, so hair grows back. It's, uh, he's cured of this debilitating disease. Listen, it's a decent wig, but it is a wig. It, uh, listen, well, can I just say, uh, Elton John and uh, his partner, Graham Furnish, please uh, address all uh, legal writs to Justin Dealey, BBC Three Counties Radio, Luton. Thank but you, you very much Do you know what, Ian, I understand why he's done it, because, you know, in that business, you know, you, you need to be looking young, let's say. I think Elton John, without hair, simply wouldn't be the same, because he is flamboyant. You know, he's got to have the hair with the outfits. He wants to go on stage looking his very best. And if he feels that he wants to have a wig, you know, that's entirely up to him and good for him. But there will never be a cure for baldness. There just won't. OK. Well, supposing there were a cure for baldness, Justin? If there was, I think it would be very, very popular. I think most men would want to take that personally. I think most men would love to have a full head of hair. But like yourself, to be fair, you know, at 50 years old, you're looking good. <laughs> You've been... <laughs> You've been speaking to people today, Justin. What have they been saying? Yes, I've been talking to men who are bald, and I've been talking to men with mullets, and uh, here's what happened, Ian. 2003, I was um, 22 years old. Okay, now, if I offered you a cure for baldness and you could grow your hair back, would you want that? Yeah, I'd definitely go ahead with it. I mean, it's not my opinion. It's like my wife, um, relatives, they they all advised me like to use um, those... um, creams, um, uh, hair grow, um, this laser. How does that make you feel? You've got your wife saying to you, I want you to have hair. That, that can't be good. She feels sorry for me, like, you know, losing my hair. She thinks it uh, makes me look uh, older. And then it, even people, like, when they see the wife and they see me, they, see, like, they think she, she's my daughter. Oh, come on, though. Look at you. I mean, you still look good. You've got a good personality. Surely it's the personality that, that counts, not whether you've got hair or not. I definitely agree with you, but you don't, you don't want to be told... Um, I mean, if you're going for a walk with your kids, you don't want to be told that they're your gran- grandkids. And that actually happens? <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, if you don't mind me asking, when did you start to lose your hair? Possibly mid-30s. If there was a cure for baldness, would you want it, or are you happy just the way you are? Quite happy the way I am. We're hearing stories this morning about people who lose their hair can be depressed. Mm -hmm. Did that happen to you, or did you have more important things in life to worry about? Yeah, absolutely not. It's the least of my worries. I've got uh, lots of other things going on which uh, make me happy. Now, Adrian, you have a full head of hair. You're a lucky man. But if you were to lose your hair, would that make you feel depressed? No. What do you think about these men who go out and spend thousands of pounds trying to get their hair back? They're daft. Totally mental. The way you are is the way you are. If you lose your hair, you lose your hair. If you don't, you don't. As simple as that. Hey, good morning. So who's that on the phone? Ah, uh, it's my friend. What's your friend's name? Jen. Can I have a quick chat with him? Is that OK? Yeah. OK, one second. Hey, it's Justin here. I'm from Ian Lee's show. I just want to ask your friend one quick question. Is that OK? Yeah, lovely. If you hang on the line. From Ian Lee's show. Um... Lovely head of hair. How would you feel if you were bald? If it's gone, it's gone. You can't do anything for that, except wearing a wig. Would you wear a wig? No. Do you want to talk to your friend again now? Yeah. Thanks very much. Have a good day. Yeah, you too.
Sir, good morning. You're 22 years old. You have a full head of hair. Yes. If you were to lose your hair, how would that make you feel? Quite sad. Really sad. Cold. Wow, we're getting deep again, aren't we? Yeah. So it would genuinely upset you? Yeah, very much so. So what would you go and do about it? Would you do anything at all? Um, probably invest in a nice hat. Hair transplant? Possibly. Because a lot of men have said to me this morning, if I lose my hair, I lose my hair. You know, all it is is hair. But to you, it means a lot to you, clearly. Yeah, they might look nicer bold, though. I don't think I'd have a very nice shaped head. Well, I don't think <laughs> it's going to happen, judging by your hair. Listen, have a good day. Thank you very much. Cheers, thank you. Right, the thing that really annoys me, Justin... Go on. And this gets me angry, is when people say bold instead of bald. Bald. Bold means you're brave. Oh, I don't like bald men. What, brave men? <laughs> you mean bald men? We all like a brave man, don't we? We all have a brave yeah. man. Where would we be without brave men? You're a very brave man, aren't you? Going yeah. up to people, snatching telephones off them and stuff. Well, the thing is, you know, it was a difficult assignment this morning. You sent me out. It's um, pouring down with rain. And you want me to go up to bald men and say, are you happy, yes or no? Hmm, tough one. I can hear a squeaking. Who's that? It's me. Oh, fuck. Oh. Hey, Dennis, nice to speak to you, mate. Well, I'm just listening to you drivelling on. Oh. That spider business, my wife woke me up at five o'clock this morning to tell me there was a tarantula in the bedroom. Not my bedroom, her bedroom. Where was the tarantula? God knows. I don't. I think she just... I think she woke up and put the glasses on and saw the wrong thing. Several things Several things spring to mind here. First of all, tarantula? Yes, she Gosh. said it was... I, I'm, tarantula. She wouldn't know if it was a woodlouse, actually. And you sleep in separate rooms? Oh, we do, yes, thank God. So, it's a, who, who decides when you have some rumpy-pumpy? Is there a secret knock on the door? No, because, the, no, the problem is it's very difficult at our age, you know, to get the... Um, yes, the, uh, we, we, yep, OK, yep, yep, yep. You asked the question. Yep, yep, I'm, 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 I know he's asked the question. Now then, can I just... Uh, the little thing, yes, you're on. You're uh, on about the... Uh, <laughs> we're moving, moving on from your little thing, yes. The schools. Yes. I lived right opposite one of Millvale Academy. Yep. I was at one time a governor over there. Oh, dear. There's always been hanky-panky going on over there. When you say hanky-panky, you mean financial uh, hanky-panky? Yes. Yes, OK. Uh, yeah, okay uh, educational uh, hanky-panky. OK, OK, right. Okay. So, um, if you want to car- park your vehicle in here and watch what goes on, uh, you're quite welcome. Yeah, we, 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 we won't take you up on the offer, but thank you but, very much. Um, we had... No, listen, yeah. I had uh, two emails about you uh, yesterday, and I'm trying to find exactly where I put them. One of them yeah. said, oh, that Dennis from Dunstable. Can, can we have him on more? Um, he's he's brilliant. Could we have him on more? Could we have him on more? No, but yes. could uh, we have him on more? No, we couldn't. Uh, it's Jim, Jim Jam in Milton Keynes. Uh, oh, my God, that Dennis is brilliant. I'm laughing so much, I'm now wearing my coffee. Is it? <laughs> she said, that's about you. But then we had another... No, the, calm down, though, because we had another email saying, oh, for goodness sakes, can you please... Keep him off. Keep him off. I, I, I don't want him... Let, him... let him come on once a week. So what we're going to do, Dennis... Yes. We're going to put it to the listener vote. Yes. OK, we're going we're gonna to put it to you, dear listener, to decide. Is Dennis allowed on once a week or more than once a week? 08459 455 555 81333. Start your text 3CR. Once a week or more than once a week? Dennis, you've got 20 seconds to yes. sell yourself to the listeners. Right. Last Yesterday, uh, you asked me to look into the murder rate. OK, going to stop you there. Yep. That's not really going to sell yourself to the listeners. Why? Well, well, no, not to come round and kill me. Right, the school across the road. Yes. Yes, I was a governor there. 
And there was a little bit of... No, right, hang on a second, hang on a second. You're not selling yourself to the listeners. I'm selling the blasted school because... Don't forget the school, the school on here. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't want to talk about the school. You've got 20 seconds. It's like the X Factor, OK, when when, uh, they... they, I've never seen it. Have you got any Coldplay? You can play that underneath. Unfortunately, no. I'm guessing there's a bit in the the X Factor when the viewers kind of make that phone sign at their hand. You have to tell us how much you want it and what a journey it's been. Yes, ring these people up and tell them what a brilliant bloke I am. No, no, we'll you... will never give this man a minute's rest if he y- goes out You of- have to tell them what a brilliant bloke you are. Well, well, I'm telling you then. No, well, tell them. You're telling them to tell me. You tell them. Right, tell them. Tell them to do what? Go out and listen Kath- to someone else. <laughs> Kath, explain it to them one more time. Right, Dennis, you know in these programmes where they get 30 seconds to say why they should be chosen over anyone else. So we want you to use buzzwords like it's been a journey, it's been an emotional roller coaster, I've come so far. Well, pretend you do. Oh, pretend I do. Okay, I'm what, uh, 12 years old, listening to rubbish for 30 seconds. When I want to watch the television, um, it's much more interesting, and as far as I'm concerned, it's a sheer waste of 30 seconds of my very long life. Okay? Um. Well, I don't... It's not, OK, well, you've heard Dennis... I'm not going to sing and dance. No. Nor heard... am I going to expose my bosom. Oh. You've heard Dennis there, dear listener. What do you think? Should he be allowed on... Uh, as Pete, <laughs> Pete's email's here. Can you try and limit Dennis to dance the ball before 7.30 or have him just once a week? It's over to you, dear listener. Oh, wait. It goes on. It's two days in a row I've woken up to his whining northern voice. Oh, no, yeah. hang on a minute. 08459 four double five five double five. You can send us texts as well, 81333. We're going to put it on the Facebook page as well. Just get a random picture of an old man. northern voice. It's this dribble from the south that gets me up. Facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. It's over to you. You have, the, you have your say in this, uh, dear listener. Does Dennis come on once a week or more than once a week? Dennis, do us a favour. No. Hang up. Why? I want to listen to you. Okay, I'll cut you off. With the BBC, you own us. (laughs) Yeah, right. So we're letting you have your say. Does Dennis from Dunstable come on every day? When he fancies? Or does he just come on once a week? Emmanuel's in Dunstable. Good morning, Emmanuel. Good morning, Ian. You right? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. Dennis in Dunstable, what do you reckon? Yeah, well, definitely five times a week, yeah. Really? Why? Because it's funny. What, What does he say that's actually funny? Well, everything he says is funny. It's, hang on a second, hang on a second. He's, he's moaning about his wife, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, well, all, all of that. It's, yeah. Hang on a second, hang on a second. Is this Dennis Indonesville putting on a silly voice? No, it's uh, Menya from uh, Holland. I spoke to you earlier when you had your other radio show. Oh, you did speak to me. Gadang, gadang, my friend. Yes, gadang, gadang. my friend, indeed. Exactly. <laughs> OK, so <laughs> now I know who you are. So you're, you want Dennis to stay on the radio more than once a week? Definitely. Justin, you're outside. You've been asking people this morning about Dennis from Dunstable, haven't you? Yeah, should we keep him or let him go? Wow. Uh, here's Andy. Andy's appeared on Treasure Quest three times. Wow, so, Dennis, he's a, he's a grumpy old man and he's got a squeaky old door. Uh, should we keep him, yes or no? Yes. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, also going to talk here to uh, Lee Backers. Now, Lee, you listen to Ian's show every single day for the full three hours. Most people can't bear him for, for more than three minutes. But you're <laughs> three hours with Ian Lee. Three hours you know all about Dennis yeah. from Dunstable. Um, should we keep him? What do you think? Definitely keep him. Yeah. Why? Because he's good fun. He's a laugh. Why should you ban him? Would you be angry if Ian said today, do you know what, I'm going to let him go? Um, I would be angry, yeah. 
But I still listen to him. Oh, oh it still oh, listens to you. So, so definitely keep Dennis. And the feedback you've heard from other people who are Three Counties fans, they love this man. They do love him, yeah. Keep him. Definitely keep him. There you go, Ian. You've been told from two people this morning that I've spoken to, they both absolutely love Dennis and they want more of him on your programme. Well, if I'm honest, I thought this would be... I thought this would go the other way. Mm. It would... Uh, no, I did. Uh, I was hoping it would, but the, the, the public have decided and they have decided that they want to keep Dennis. However, I get the final say in this. You do get the final yeah. say. Yeah, well, despite what like Barry thinks, you get the final despite say. Despite what Barry on the email thinks, I get the final say. Come on, you know producers have got more power than you. You're just a voice piece. I am banning Dennis for life. You're not. I am. Please don't tell no, me you no, are. No, no, no. He's he's banned for life. But why? Oh no, no, hang on. Sorry, no, not banned for life. The other one. No, he can come on whenever he wants. Sorry, I got that. I got, I got that wrong. Sorry. Yes, he can come on whenever he wants. The public have spoken. Uh, Dealey and Dennis is mm. coming on. <laughs> So, did we manage to get hold of Joe Brown? I'll tell you after an award-winning phone-in idea from Catherine Boyle. Steve is a milkman. In the course of his work, a spider landed on his head. What's landed on your head? 08459 Catherine, looking a little bit embarrassing for you, isn't it? No, no one's called in with the what's fallen on your head. Sorry, sorry, what was that? I'm a bit busy taking all these phone calls. Can you go to Fader 1, please? OK, let's see who, who's on Fader. Good morning, Fader 1. Who's this? Jane Aylesbury. Good morning, Jane Aylesbury. What can I do for you? Um, bird poop has landed on my head. You're not calling in for Catherine's what's fallen on your head nonsense, are you? Yeah. Oh, my God, I didn't think we'd get anybody. OK, all right, fair play. We've got one call. Well done. When did bird poop fall on your head? I was coming out of a hospital and it just landed and it was, like, disgusting. Fader 2. What? <laughs> Who's on Fader 2? Who's this? Hello. Hello, who are you? It's Jez. Hello, Hi, Jez. What, what can I do... Are you, being, are, you, are you being attacked by loads of birds? What's going on? Um, well, I'm talking about things that fall on the head. Yeah, go um, on. I go, every time I go into my indoor aviary, the uh, birds flick millet on my head and they pull on my head as well. What the, the, OK. How many birds have you got? It sounds like hundreds. I've got 50 at the moment. Flipping heck. Why? Yeah. Well, I breed them. Oh, OK. Fair play. Um, I am building an outside aviary for them at the moment, but it's all in process, in process at the moment. Are they in your house? They're in my lounge. Oh, no, Jez. <laughs> You're like one of those women that have got three or more cats. That's How can you live like that? Well, get used to it. How can you watch Cash in the Attic or EastEnders without... I don't watch a lot of telly. My wife does. And we, 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 if we switch all the lights down, they go to sleep, so it's not too bad. But uh, I don't watch a lot of telly anyway, because most of it's rubbish anyway. Listen, I'll, I'll give you that there. Just be quiet for a second, Jess. Let's, let's just have a little listen. That would drive me nuts. Do they all have names? Uh, yes, th- uh, they all they all have names, believe it or not. Do you know all of their names? Pretty much, yeah. Give us your five favourite ones. My five favourite... Well, I've got a new one, a baby one that I'm keeping, one of the, one of the latest babies. His name's Bertie. Right. Uh, I've got Rocky. He's one of the first ones I had. I've got Crunchy. He was the very first one that I had. Yeah. Um, I've also got Peach. She's one of the first ones that I ever had. And I've also got... Um, Lucky, he's the first hat one that I hand-reared myself. Right, there's a fire in your house, Jez. <laughs> the house is burning down. You can only save one of those birds. Which one are you going to save? Oh, God, I couldn't answer that one. I'm trying you, to get them all You've out. got to answer <laughs> it. You can only save one, Jez. I'm sorry to paint this horrible picture, but quickly, the I, flames are I, lapping. I'd probably, I'd probably get Lucky out, because he was the first one I ever... My, ever, my first ever one that I hand-reared. And you'd let favorite. the other 49 just perish? Well, I wouldn't. I'd try and save good them. Of course you. I would. Jez, you're a good sport. Thank <laughs> you very much for coming. What a racket! There you go, Catherine. Well done. So your topic... Fader one. Sorry? Fader one. Who's this? Hello? 
Hello? Hello, who are you? Oh, I'm Sarah. Hello, Sarah. You've not called in about this what's fallen on your head nonsense, have you? I have, yeah. Really? Yeah. Please tell me it's not bird poop. No, 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 far better than that. Oh. The Cruzio saucepan. Oh, what, sorry? Le Cruzier saucepan. Oh, that's, now, for, for those who don't... Obviously, I know what a Le Cruzier saucepan is, but there might be some people listening who don't. What is it? They're incredibly heavy cast iron um, makes of um, saucepans and griddles and all the rest of it. How did that fall on your head? Um, I was working as a nanny for a very posh family, and they'd gone away for a week, and um, a kitchen had been fitted whilst I'd been in charge of the house and I was putting everything back where it needed to be. Yeah. And I'm very, very short, and I was attempting to get a Le Cruzier saucepan up onto a, one of those hanging hook things yeah. and missed, and oh. it fell on my head. Was it one of the... Because, listen, head um, the, uh, knocks can be... Um, well, they're very painful, but sometimes it, it's delayed pain, isn't it? You, it? It hits you, and you think, oh, I got away with that. Oh, no, I didn't. What, what was the pain like? I have no idea, because the minute it made contact with my head, it knocked me out. <laughs> oh, you were knocked out? Yes. And how, uh, did, were you on your own? Did someone... I was on my own, yes. A- any idea how long you were out for? I, I have no idea at all. I, all I remember is sort of staggering to the house next door that had equally posh people in it, sort of muttering incoherently and taking my hand away from my head and blood sort of dropping oh, gosh. through it. Sarah, well, l- listen, I'm, uh, you, I hope everything's all right now with your head. Are you, are you... Yeah, it was some 20 years ago, so I think I probably recovered. OK, well, Sarah, thank you very much for that. So, Catherine put out a rather shoddy topic. We've got three calls. Faded two. Th- sorry? Faded two. Oh, you're having a laugh. Who's this? <laughs> Hi, it's Ruth from High Wycombe. Hello, Ruth from High Wycombe. Do you don't know Jez, do you, from High Wycombe? Uh, yeah, he's my husband. Oh, is he? <laughs> yes. Ruth, now listen, Jez can't hear us. He's, he's in that room with all those flipping birds. I know. How annoying is it? Very. Why do you allow 50 birds in your house? Um, well, I enjoy it, um, but it annoys me when EastEnders comes on and they don't shut up. Oh, no, hang on. Jez says that you, you lot don't watch much TV because there's not much on. <laughs> no, no, no. I watch EastEnders. I like EastEnders. But you can guarantee as soon as the theme tune comes on, they get ten times louder. Well, they get excited, of course. They of want course. to see what's happening to Dirty Den and Angie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well. Uh, but so, so you've got these... Does it not... Does your living room not stink? Um, no, he's actually very good. He cleans them out every day near enough, and um, the floor's kept clean because he hoovers. But, um, as uh, he said, we're moving them out the back, so I'm going to get my lounge back. Yeah, he'll, he'll... No, no, Ruth, listen, I'm a bloke. He'll find something else. No, no, no. He no. will find something else to <laughs> put in there. <laughs> so, does he... Sorry, he lets them fly around? Oh, yeah, we, they come oh, out the aviary and they fly oh, around the no. Not all together, not all 50 of them. Oh, OK. You know, maybe sort of 49 of them. Oh, really? <laughs> well, no, we do it in sort of stages, so probably a maximum of about 10 at a time. Now, um, Ruth Jez, very co- very coldly, I thought. I was I was surprised by his cold-heartedness. He said if there was a fire uh, in your house, he would save Lucky. Yeah. thought it was a little bit cruel on the other ones there, Jez. Which one would you save, Ruth, or would you be starting the fire? <laughs> no, no, um, probably Lucky as well. Yeah, Lucky. What's so special about this Lucky? Um, well, he was the first one that... Dead bread, but also um, he was like, we had to hand feed him, like with a syringe, you know, um, had to sort of feed him every sort of two, three hours, oh, right at the beginning, and he, he's very sweet, and as the song says, you know, um, up all night to get lucky. Well, I, I, I don't think that they were talking about budgerigars there. Oh, but uh, did something fall on your head, Ruth? Yeah, raindrops. Oh, oh for goodness sake. So that doesn't, right, that doesn't count. <laughs> 
back to Joe Brown. Did we get him? Or didn't we get him? Or did we get Bo Down, a tribute act? I'll tell you after I ban Dave from Luton. Dave? Good morning, Ian. Are you the Dave that I banned? Yeah. Thank you very much indeed. Oh, and I ban him again. Dave's in Luton. Morning, Dave. Good morning, Ian. Dave? Yes? You're banned. All right. There we go. It's Joe Brown. Good morning, Joe. Hello, mate. How are you doing? Thank you so much for coming on. It's all right. I... Listen, the album is cracking. I got it yesterday. I've played it in the car a couple of times. It's the, the ukulele album, the deluxe version. Why a ukulele album? Why not? Oh, I agree with you. I'm a big fan I of mean, the uke. you know, the old uke's suddenly taken a turn, and, and I thought, well, you know, I've been playing a uke since I was a kid. We all had ukuleles when I was a kid. So, um, you know, I mean, it's become very popular, and... And I thought it was time that somebody did a good album. Actually, I didn't think that. I thought it was time I did a good one before somebody else did. <laughs> well, no, and it's, there's some cracking... We played Mr Blue Sky earlier on, which is a wonderful song and a wonderful version. Oh, thank you. I was surprised to see the Ace of Spades on there, Joe. Yeah, well, we, we kind of pinched that from, from... My daughter Sam runs a couple of these uke clubs. Does and she they, really? Yeah, and they were doing that. And so my son, Pete, who's a producer, said, look, he said... Uh, you know, uh, we'd like to do it, Sam. Well, it's not my song. You can do what you like with it. So we did, you know. And, yeah, it's a great fun. I tell you what, it goes really big on stage as well. Oh, I bet it does. Uh, you know, that and uh, and um, uh, Mr. Blue Sky. And what's that? Oh, yeah, uh, Pinball Wizard. Pim- we played a bit of Pinball Wizard yesterday. That was that on a ukulele. That sounded wonderful. Well, it's got that sort of raucous kind of sound about it up the top end, you know. No, we had great fun doing it, and we do a lot of it on stage, and it goes really well, because basically we, we make our records for our audiences, you know. We, we have, we're not really charters, as it were, you know. So we make our, our records for our audience, and they love it, which is great for me, because, you know, we're on tour at the moment, and, for, you know, we do about 100 shows a year, and it's great to go out and when they and know that you're going to entertain them with something that's a little bit different, you know? Joe, with the greatest of respects, right, you've been doing this for 52 years now, well, 100 shows a year, don't, don't you feel like taking a rest? Well, I've only been doing 100 shows a year for the last 20 years. I was doing 365 oh, shows. so this is, this is you taking a rest then? Oh, yeah, well, I don't know. I, I mean, I've got a great band and, and a great... Well, I've got a great team now, you know. I've done all kinds of things in my career, you know, acting and plays, straight plays, comedy and, and all that, and pantomimes. And, and, and I always come back to it, the basics at the end of it, which, which is standing up in front of a great band with a great sound system, you know, and a great team. And, and this is what we do. I, I do it for the pleasure, really. Now, you mentioned pantomime. I have to, I, I, I'm so pleased to talk to you personally. I have to thank you for something you did about, it was probably about 33, 34 years ago. I came with my family to see you in Slough, in the fulcrum, doing Babes in the Wood. We were sat in the front row, and you took the mick out of my dad for the whole show, Joe. <laughs> and it was wonderful. <laughs> And me and my mum and my sister, we still talk about that. It's it was. Is he forgiven me? He, 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 just about, I think so. Just about. Just about forgiven me. What a lot of people don't know is that you were huge friends with George Harrison of the Beatles, weren't you? Yeah, well, George was best man at my wedding. Was he really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, he was a great friend of mine. And um, he's a guy that. He's the guy that sent me that record because the thing that George and I got on so well was that we were. Well, 
neither of us really are musical snobs. We weren't in, in that kind of, oh, we've got to do rock and roll. We loved all kinds of music, especially George went right back, you know, and he sent me this album by a bloke called uh, Ike Edwards, a ukulele Ike, his name was ukulele in the Ike. 30s. Yeah. And this was the guy that was the, the voice of Jiminy Cricket on the... You know, in the original... In the um, Disney film, yeah, of course. Disney film. And he, he, that song, See You In My Dreams, was, was on the record that George sent me. Fantastic. So I, and I knew the song, because of course I knew the song, because I grew up in a pub in the East End, and they used to sing it in there. Yeah. So I thought, this is a great, um, you know, a, a really nice, a really good song. So I started closing my show with it way back. And then when uh, when they did the tribute concert for, for George at the Albert Hall, George's wife, Olivia, asked me if I'd close the show with it, yeah. which I did. And I'd like to think that that perhaps had something to do with, with the resurgence of the ukulele. I, do you know, I think you're probably right, because it was, it was kind of around that time, a little bit after, that the uke really started to take off, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, it did. And at last, I thought, because I've always... I've always respected it as a musical instrument. Mm. You know, the thing is, when I was a kid, it, it was very cheap to buy a ukulele, and, and uh, well, actually, it still is. But you, but the what the trouble was, they put it into the toy guitar bracket in the toy section. Yeah, you know, it became a toy, and it's not a toy. It's a great instrument, and then, like I say, you can buy one quite cheaply, and they're dead easy to learn. Well, this is the thing. I play a little bit of guitar, and a few years ago, a friend of mine bought me a uke. And I thought, oh yeah, whatever. I was bored one rainy afternoon, got it out, went on the internet within 20 minutes i got three beatles songs down it is really easy isn't yeah. it you see the thing is it gives it back doesn't it straight yep. away yeah and you know it should you so desire you can become a real virtuoso on it you know i've heard some of these hawaiian guys that sound like django reinhardt and <laughs> you know I mean? so so no it's a great little instrument I, i'd love to get i'd love to see them in schools actually do you know that's, that's, that's much better than the recorder that's a cracking oh, idea it is awful. And listen, it, when it's played well, it, it's wonderful. But but eight-year-old kids playing recorders is yeah. not wonderful. Uh, you talk about your team behind you, Joe. You, you're working with your family a lot now, aren't you? You said Pete produced the album. Well, Pete's in the band with me now. Right, OK. I mean, Pete's taking, taking charge of the band, and he's a great help, because he's a great musician, Pete. Yeah. Uh, well, so is Sam, you know, but of course Sam lost her voice with this operation she had. Oh, I didn't know she'd lost her voice. Yeah, yeah a, few, oh. a few years ago. So oh, dear. That, so that's why she's... Um, doing these ukulele clubs, you know? Oh, well, good for her, for keeping yeah, her hands in. Oh, yeah, she's very musical. Yeah. She's a great keyboard player, you know, Sam. Yeah. So she's a great musician, but they're all good musicians, my kids. I'm really proud of them all, you, you know? You should be. Joe, listen, I, I appreciate you coming on. Just, if you want to go and see Joe playing, he's playing at the Stables in Wavendon on the 25th, the 26th of October, and is it a mix of ukulele and sort of yeah, guitars do, and stuff? we do some of the old ones and some of the uke sums and some of the other old favourites that we do that we haven't recorded. <laughs> Fancy hearing a feisty argument? Then you're in luck. MPs in Bedfordshire have told BBC Three Counties they have concerns with the way a chain of academies are operating. The Barnfield Federation, which runs academies and free schools in Bedfordshire, is under investigation by two government departments. But now several MPs say that they've raised their worries with the Secretary of State for Education, Michael Gove. Well, Stephen Hall is one of the Barnfield Federation's two interim CEOs. He joins me now. Uh, what do you say about these investigations, Stephen? Uh, well, thank you. Uh, good morning, Ian. And uh, let me first thank you for giving the opportunity to reassure parents that uh, both the college and academies are continuing to operate as normal, providing high-quality education and training to our local community. 
Sorry, and your response to the question? And in, in terms of our investigation, we are working with the uh, Skills Funding Agency and the Education Funding Agency, who are in investigating the, um, uh, uh, with a focus on our learner management and uh, financial uh, systems within the college and wider federation. We're working closely with them. Um, we don't expect to have any formal report uh, from them for four to six weeks, but uh, when we get that report, we will then be reflecting on what, they, what, what their findings are. Pretty worrying, uh, isn't it, Stephen, having two government uh, departments investigating you? That's not great. Well, as, as an organisation that operates in the public sector, we um, uh, regularly uh, work through a process of ensuring we offer high quality and value for money services. So it's, as, a, as a public sector body, we are quite used to having audits and, ins- and inspections. But uh, what, are these, what are these investigations specifically looking at? As I said earlier on, we are that the uh, investigation is looking at the um, uh, general focus on uh, learner management and. I don't know what that means. I don't know what learner management means. Learner management is the way in which we track our learners within the within the college and uh, and and the way in which uh, we uh, manage uh, and 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 process our our systems. So so there there is potentially a problem with the way you track your learners uh, and process your systems. Well, from the point of view of the Skills Funding Agency and Education Funding Agency, they they, uh, have a duty to ensure that we are compliant and uh, and are operating at the the right level. And And are you confident confident that you are compliant and that you will pass these investigations with flying colours? Well, as an organisation, we're you know we are a, 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 a reasonably large provider in the local area, and uh, inevitably there are things that we, as an organisation, will have to learn. I, I, I'm, I, so I, you're I, not confident you'll pass. I, I, well, no, I recently joined the organisation as CEO. I've been with the organisation for about four or five years, and and uh, you know I'm, I'm confident that we continue and have and have provided high quality education at value for money. Do, are there things that we can learn, Ian? The obvious answer is yes, there will be. So, um, so you're, you're not you, you, so you're, you're not confident you'll pass these investigations with flying colours. I, I think there will be things we will need to learn. What and things do you will, think they might be? We, we have yet to see, and I can't comment. But on you that, must Wendy. you must have an idea. If you if you think there'll be things you need to learn, you must have an idea where you're failing. I I think we we will await the findings that uh, come from the uh, the uh, output from this investigation in four four to six weeks' time in which case we'll then review and reflect on those and, uh, and where we need to as an organi- organisation will uh, adapt and change the organisation to move forward. We understand that the invest- at least one of the investigations is related to operational finances of the college and, and the federation. Is that the case? I think I just explained that point. You didn't mention the phrase operational finances. Well, uh, we have uh, operational financial procedures that we... That, uh, that, the, that the college and the academies operate, and as part of that uh, investigation, the uh, uh, SFA and EFA are looking at all of those areas. What, what are operational finances? How in, we, si- in simple terms. In simple terms, how we how we spend our how we spend our uh, uh, funding in, so in the, terms to to provide high quality okay. education. So, if they're investigating at that, the operational finances, how you spend your funding. Are they concerned that your funding is being spent inappropriately? I, I think at the end of the day we, we, will, we will be able to see in more detail following the uh, publication of any report as to what the, what the exact specification of what their investigation is. I think at this stage we, we know that it's a fairly uh, broad base uh, review. Okay, well, I'll ask you the question, is your spending being spent appropriately? We believe it is, yes. All of it? 
We believe it is, yes. Do the allegations made about the college and the Federation relate to the current operation? The, the, the um, allegations that are made against the college are, are based uh, over a period of, uh, of time and, uh, and uh, cover the last couple of years of operation. Uh, and, and so it's safe to assume that you personally are probably being investigated by the Department of Education because you've been there for five years, haven't you? I, I, think, it, I think the organisation as a whole is being um, uh, looked at, and I understand that, and that's, that's appropriate. Uh, uh, we, we are part of the uh, public sector. We have a duty to provide high-quality uh, and uh, quality education within uh, um, the, the, the sort of uh, tolerances of, of, of value for money, and, uh, uh, and, that's, and that's quite appropriate. I, th- I think that's the right thing to do. Two government departments, several MPs, questions raised in the House of Commons. Doesn't look great, does it? And there will be people who, who, who are concerned and are curious as to what is actually going on at Barnfield. Well, as I keep saying, we are um, an organisation providing high-quality education. We I know, Stephen, so Stephen, put the, this, put the well, script down and talk to me like a human being. Stop, stop <laughs> reading the script. Let's, let's, let's talk no properly. There are parents... Here. Well, you're, you're, you've learnt it very well then, because there are parents who are genuinely concerned about what's going on, genuinely concerned that their local MPs are raising questions, genuinely concerned that two government departments are investigating you. There is a problem, isn't there? We, as an organisation, have and continue to provide high-quality education. Stephen, That's what Stephen, we are about. Stephen. Now, as part of that process, Ian, we have to ensure that we offer, uh, we, that we provide that service within an appropriate framework and... and, and Stephen, and our... why can't you talk to me like a human being? Why are you just reciting the script? I'm not reciting a script. I'm telling you the reality, Ian. This but is... you're not. You're, you're not. There will be parents listening to this whose children are affected by this. Yeah. And they will be getting very frustrated with you reciting the same line. Well, as I said to you, I, I, we are... Um, the, the, uh, the investigation is, is underway by the Skills Funding Agency and the Education Funding Agency. We will uh, take on board their findings uh, when we are uh, made aware of them. At this stage, we don't know what those findings are. Um, uh, all we can assure parents is that our schools and college continue oh. to operate at, at a high level and at a high quality provision. And not, all of the parents, not, not all of the parents agree, do they? Uh, Barnfield College, there's a sign outside that says outstanding and different. Outstanding is a very Ofsted word, isn't it? Outstanding is a word that Ofsted do use, that is correct, but we think that our provision at the college is... is uh, 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 Someone's uh, crossed uh, out the word and written satisfactory, haven't they? So people aren't happy. Parents aren't happy. Sorry, I missed the question. Could you repeat that? Yes, of course. Someone has crossed out the word outstanding and written satisfactory. Parents aren't happy. There are, there are um, within the college, uh, uh, areas that we need to improve. I think that's uh, fair. I, th- I think we, the college itself has been uh, a long-standing provider of education within Luton. And we have plans, Helen Mayhew and myself, as uh, the new interim uh, CEOs to ensure that uh, uh, that uh, educational provision is ex- is uh, developed and uh, progressed uh, with uh, new uh, new areas of learning and, and new styles of learning to meet the needs of our local community. Does the investigation relate to to, to your time specifically or your predecessor? The investigation, as I said earlier on, is 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 wide ranging. It, it it isn't. So it covers it, both aspects. Who was it, your predecessor? My predecessor was Sir Peter Burkett.
So what was happening then, which may have led to an investigation, but the investigation's happening now? Why was that investigation not allowed to happen under Sir Peter Burkett? I, 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 well, I would first of all dispute that, I, 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 and I don't agree with that. Any, the, an investigation by the, by the um, uh, funding agencies can take place at any point. And, uh, but these and, things and happened under, under your, under, uh, when you've been there and whilst Sir, Stephen, uh, Sir, Sir Peter Burkett's been there. As, as an organisation, we regularly come under review and scrutiny, and quite rightly so, because we are taking public funds to provide education and training in the area, and, and uh, that's quite appropriate, and that's something we regularly uh, take part in and, and work closely with the funding agencies associated with that. You're assistant principal of Barnfield College. I was, correct. So you kind of knew what was going on then? For the last three years, I've been uh, working very closely on the academy side of the operation, bringing the new academies into uh, uh, the uh, Barnfield family, and I'm, I'm very proud of the work that we've done there with the setup of Moreland's Free School, uh, which joined us uh, in 2011, and Vale Academy, which joined us last year, with further academies due uh, to join us later this year. Uh, members of teachers' unions have used the word bullying. Bullying took place in those schools. I'm not aware of uh, any uh, such allegations. If, if, we, we had, uh, we had uh, Dave Mingo was on the show today. He used the word bullying. Well, I'm certainly not aware of any such allegations. We are uh, and have been uh, classified by investors in people as a, a, a gold, a gold um, a, a, a sort of champion at that level, and that's because our staff have regularly fed back to us that what we do is good, um, that what we, and the way that we treat and work with our staff is, 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 is outstanding. So, so you, I, I, you, I don't recognise that. As far as you are aware, you, can, you, are, you have never heard any reports of members of staff claiming they, they were bullied or there was an over-enthusiastic management style? I, I think in, in any organisation, Ian, of our, of our size and operation, we will always, within the uh, operation, have challenges that we have to face. Bullying. But as a whole, as an organisation, and it's, and, it's, and it's come out within Bullying. our investment in people model. No, I don't recognise that as a, as a, as a statement that, that defines our organisation. I'm not saying defines, I'm saying that it's, it has happened. You do not recognise that bullying has taken place. I said earlier on. I'm just clarifying because I just want to get sure. You, you do not recognise, Stephen, that, that members of your staff have been bullied. In, in, a, in an organisation of 1,500 people, Ian, it, is in, it, is, it would be totally uh, impossible for me to say that there have never, ever been occasions... No, but I'm just, that's that not what I'm asking, occur. Stephen. I'm asking as far as you're aware, you are telling me you have not heard any reports of members of staff being bullied. As I keep repeating to you, within an organisation of, of, of our size, there are inevitably cases where staff feel that they have not been um, supported so in, in, a, in, a way that, in a way that they may have Who, wished. Who's bullying those, them? Those, those uh, occasions are investigated, and where they are, uh, and where they have ever occurred, they are they are dealt okay. with appropriately. So, so who, who, stage, who, who's I'm not aware Ian, of any significant a- aspects of. Of, of, of that taking place. Okay, but you, but you, I keep repeating that. To well, you. no, you, you, you're contradicting yourself slightly because it's, you, you're saying that you have heard of accounts of bullying. Who was doing the bullying? I'm sorry. There, there are there are uh, act, there are within an organisation of our size always issues. But these 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 were investigated. So these were investigated. So who was yep. doing the, who was doing the bullying? It must have been someone high up. Uh, there are occasions at, 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 uh, w- within the organisation that these things occur. I'm not aware of any occasion at a, at a higher level where these things have occurred. But uh, as I said, it, we, we have a, a, a very robust HR 
a management system. We we are. What happened we to the bullies? Our staff. What happened to the bullies? In in the, I, I, I'm afraid I can't answer specific you questions don't know. on 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 those individual items because I'm 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 not what? aware of those details. Okay, so you are the uh, you are the interim CEO, and you don't know what happens to bullies in your organisation. Where we have cases of, of bullying within in, in this organisation, as within any organisation, we have to investigate those those occasions and deal with those matters appropriately. And how would they be? How would they be dealt with? In, in terms of the, our processes, they would normally be, uh, if, if bullying was, was found to occur, and, I, and I, I don't believe that to be the case in our organisation, then um, the individuals would be, uh, would be covered by some formal process. Is it true that grades were massaged? No, I don't think that's the case. Um, you don't sound very confident. Well, I think that, the, the, as I said earlier on, there are aspects of the investigation that are underway by the skills fund. So that's one of the things that's being investigated, grades being massaged? The way in which we manage our learners uh, uh, is uh, a, a, uh, uh, an ah. area for concern, and, ah. and that's something which we you are... You didn't make that clear. When you, you didn't make that clear, that, 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 that grades being massaged was one of the things being investigated. Sorry, I, I must, maybe I missed that. Well, that's, that's not uh, an area, specific area, that I am able to comment on at this, this point because the investigation is still underway. But you could have, when I asked what was being investigated, you, you could have said that one of the areas of investigation, quite a significant area, people would think, is the area of grades being massaged. But you didn't mention that. Why? We, we, the investigation is broad-ranging and uh, we are working Why with didn't the you mention funding that, agency on that. Why didn't you mention and, that? Are you embarrassed by it? At the end of the day, allegations um, have been uh, have been made, and they are being investigated. None of those allegations are at this okay. stage proven. But, but and, I'm just like, the question thing is, what, is why why didn't I ask you what was being investigated? It turns out we've just discovered that grades being massaged is is being investigated, and yet you didn't mention that when I asked. Surely that would be one of the the first things you'd have mentioned. Well, at the end of the day, as I said earlier on, the the um, investigation is uh, underway. It's it's broad ranging. No, that's not the question. I just wondered why you didn't mention that when I asked what was being investigated. Why you didn't mention grades being massaged was was, was being investigated. Why why not? Because the investigation is, as I said, broad ranging. Okay, and you, we are. You didn't think it was relevant to mention that. And we are waiting for that report to be published. You didn't think it was before, relevant to mention that? Before we can comment okay. further on the detail findings of that investigation. I didn't ask for the details, just asked what was being investigated, and you didn't think that was important enough to, to tell people that was being looked into? I, well, it's, it, it is um, part of a scope of, of, of the investigation, uh, but uh, as at this stage, no, no, um, uh, that there's been no report on this and no, and no proof is it that this no, has occurred. But there's an investigation taking place into, into the massaging of... Yeah. of uh, and you didn't think that was important to mention that? There is an investigation taking place. When we know the details of that investigation, Ian, we will come back and... Uh, OK. Uh, it's just, I, I, just, it's see, I, just, I asked that. what was being investigated, and I, I would have thought that would have been one of the first things you mentioned, but obviously you, you didn't think that was uh, important. But, but in the meantime, while these investigations into grade massaging are taking place, you are delivering, as you say, high-quality education. Well, first of all, I don't agree that, uh, that grade massaging is at this stage occurring. No, I, I, and I didn't say that, Stephen. had that... It's being well, investigated. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, we, we, have, uh, we are waiting that uh, yeah, it's being um, uh, report to come back. Of course. During that time, we are continuing to provide high-quality education to our children and young people and adults within the schools and, yeah. and, and, and academies. So you say, we've got a text here from a listener. 
Uh, I won't read their name out. Uh, I'm currently a Barfield apprentice. I finished my college course but need to be marked on my practical tasks. The man that has marked it for me is near redundancy, but you need someone at college to double-check his work for me to finish the course. The three people that could help at college already have redundancy and have left. I finished my practical tasks three to four months ago. I'm waiting every month for my certificate so I can complete my course and get my promised pay rise from my employer. High-quality education. I, I think uh, within uh, individual uh, areas, we may need to uh, 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 sort of look and, uh, and investigate that in. But as a, as, a, as a rule, I think we are providing across the uh, piste, in both in the college and the academies, very high quality education. We have two of the highest performing academies in Luton, as I know you're aware. And, and they were two of the lowest performing schools uh, five years ago. So I think we do have a track record of providing high-quality education and, and training, and I think that's something we're very proud of. Uh, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. We're talking to Stephen Hall, one of the Barnfield Federation's two interim CEOs. Uh, Luton MPs uh, Gavin Shuker, Kelvin Hopkins, raised a specific allegation passed to them on the condition the person remained anonymous of poor financial management at the college. They also raised concerns about extensive staff reorganisation, large-scale redundancies and a lack of joint working with the local authority. What's your reaction to that, Stephen? Well, certainly since taking on the role with my colleague Helen Mayhew, we have worked very closely with our local authority colleagues in both Luton and Central Bedfordshire. We have a very good relationship with them. Um, we have a, a, a good relationship with local employers, and that is continuing to, to develop. So I don't uh, see that as being a, 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 a clear picture uh, of, the, of us uh, and the Federation. OK, so you, you disagree with those, those two MPs, with uh, Gavin Shuker and Kelvin Hopkins? I do, yes. Uh, you're proud of the way the academies have been handled. What do you think about Nadine Doris raising in the House of Commons the failure to succeed with the academy at Fernwood and also the school in Dunstable, which they thought was going to be an academy uh, under Barnfield? They bought their school uniforms, they're all set to go, and then Barnfield pulled out. Well, let me first deal with the Fernwood um, position. I was the project lead on that uh, particular project, and uh, no one uh, more so than myself was saddened by the fact we were not able to bring that school into the, into the fold. Unfortunately, free schools, as I'm sure you're aware, Ian, are, uh, are required to show uh, demonstrable demand and that, and that the uh, capital investment needed in them to set them up is, is appropriate. And unfortunately, after more detailed investigation with uh, Department for Education colleagues, they took the view that it was not appropriate to take that school forward. So uh, that, unfortunately, was outside of our control, but I understand the rationale for that. In terms of Brewers Hill, um, again, I think you, you will have seen our published statements on this point, but it has not, you know, we have worked very hard with the Brewers Hill management team and uh, we have a very good relationship with them, but it was not, we were not able to come to uh, an, an appropriate uh, arrangement for the transfer of land with the local authority and as such, unfortunately, we were not able to convert the school. We You've have, overstretched as, yourself, we have, haven't as you? I think you will know, refunded all... Uh, that's any, not the point, though, Stephen. Parents. I think you will know. That's not the point, is it, for the parents of those children who thought they were going to be going to, 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 to one place and it turns out they're not. That school could potentially wither and die, couldn't it, as a result of that? Well, I, I have to say, before, long before we became involved, Ian, that school was under threat of closure. So you gave them false um, hope? We worked very hard with the school, and I know we've, we have uh, uh, some very nice letters of support from the um, uh, uh, chair of governors and the head teacher at the school, thanking us for the support that we gave. And how many from the parents? We well, probably I, not I, many. 
uh, well, from the from the head teacher and from the chair of governors, they, but they none were from involved the parents. at the okay. heart of, 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 of what we were doing. Well, and the they, parents, they I would suggest, are involved even, even more. Uh, you've outstretched yourself, haven't you? The Federation has grown to eight academic institutions, possibly nine by the end of the year. You've overstretched yourself, haven't you? No, we don't think we have. We think we have uh, the right uh, level of, of uh, management and financial support uh, within our organisation. We have significant reserves. We are financially stable. And uh, we look forward to taking uh, our federation forward in the coming year. Can I go back? Sorry, just I, uh, one thing I, I forgot uh, about um, Fernwood. Uh, and the Dean Doris is obviously is, is very upset. How much were you paid by the uh, Department of Education to, uh, to look into all of that? Um, there is a, a, a set tariff that uh, is published by the Department for Education. So how much um, were you paid? Every, every, every free school that is set up in, in, this, in this model is, is paid uh, a, a sum of about £20,000 to set the school up. And you didn't I, set the school up? And it unfortunately takes a huge amount of, in, of, of, of investment in time and... Uh, Did you refund the £20,000? Well, we worked with the Department for Education on establishing whether the school was able to be moved forward. Unfortunately, it was not. Did you refund the £20,000? But, but, but costs were still incurred to... In- to, to undertake that review with the department, and that was appropriately recovered from the department. So you, it was just £20,000 you took from them, or did you take more? We took £20,000 from the department. You didn't take any other costs? No. And you didn't refund that £20,000? No. Uh, the Federation had been accused by local residents of wanting to sell off uh, playing fields for profit in order to fund your expansion. Is that going to happen again? We do not sell playing fields off for profit. We are a not-for-profit organisation. You wanted any, to sell any, the playing fields at Barnfield, didn't you? We, we are not a prof, we are not a profit, not-for-profit organisation. What we have been looking at, and I think quite rightly so, and I think you would challenge me if I didn't, we have been looking at our asset base to see what we need to, how we need to reshape that asset base to ensure that we've got the facilities that we need for the next 10 to 15 years. So you and are looking at selling off playing fields. Process. You are looking at selling off playing fields. We have looked at a range of options okay, um, Stephen, that we can look at. Stephen, we're running out of time. One. Stop. So you, you, you are, and are you intending to sell off any playing fields? We have no immediate plans at this stage, but we are looking at our asset base, as I, quite right, as I clearly said earlier on, Ian, to ensure that we have a, a set of facilities, particularly at the college, that are fit for purpose for the next 10 to 15 years. Any specific playing fields you're looking at selling off, or is it, is it all of them? I keep, I keep repeating to you, it is a, it is a range of a- aspects we're looking you at. You keep repeating, but you don't keep answering the question. Are you looking well, at all I, of I the... I think I am. We, well, you, no, you're you, not. I'll, you, I'll your, ask the question your again. Listeners, your listeners would expect us to provide yeah. in Luton a high-quality range of, of facilities would. and, and, and uh, equipment. Of course they would. We have to look at our resources... Yeah, and I appreciate both, that. ...both, both uh, land-based and yeah. buildings to ensure we have the right resource okay. to meet that need. But that that's not what we are doing. But that's not what I'm asking. I'll ask again... Um, which playing fields? I know you're doing other, looking at other things. Which playing fields are you looking at selling off? Is it, is it specific ones, or is it all of the ones that y- you own? We are, we, we are, and have been looking at a range of options, including uh, options around the New Bedford Road site, which are in the public domain. Any um, others? And, and those are the primary options that we're looking at at this stage. Any others? Just the, 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 the Bedford Road. That's what we. That's in the public domain, and we that's have been looking at that in 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 combination with a range of other options that we can to improve our facilities in the college. 
to ensure that uh, we have a, a fit-for-purpose building okay. and, and, and facility for the next 10 to 15 years. That was, just, to, just to hammer this home, maybe I'm being thick this morning, that, that one's in the public domain. Are there any other playing fields you're looking at selling off that aren't in the public domain? We, we have no other plans currently on the stocks Lovely. in terms of changing the base of our, of our wider portfolio. That is correct. So, Stephen, listen, when does the, uh, the, the, the investigation finish? Five to six weeks? We think it's something between four and six weeks. That's Fantastic. C- can we get you on in six weeks' time to go through it? I would be more than happy. That's it. That's your lot. Thank you very much for downloading this. Don't forget, a new podcast pops out every Friday afternoon so you can get them fresh and hot. You can also uh, listen to me live weekday mornings on BBC Three Counties Radio, 6 till 9, or listen again on the iPlayer. If you want to get in touch, ian.lee at bbc.co.uk. And please leave nice comments on iTunes. I'm a little bit desperate. Say goodbye, Kelly. Bye, Kelly. Idiot. Thanks for listening to this free download from BBC Three Counties Radio, your local radio station for beds, hearts and bucks, on FM, AM, digital radio, and online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. 